episode 42. Jackie Robinson. I knew you were going to do that. And that's a, I feel like nobody should get that one. Why not? Sure, whatever, man. <laughs> can, I, can I just name any player that wore 42 on Jackie Robinson Day? Sure. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not how that works. Every player wore it. Fine. Mariana Rivera. It's not bad. Ronnie Lott. Uh, Darren Sharper. Yep. I Because you said it Darren last week. Sharper. Oh, oh, snap. Hold on. Yeah, all right. He's an evil man, by oh, the way. Oh, terrible guy. Terrible guy. Uh, I hope we got all of that because, yeah, I got a notification. <laughs> Jackie Robinson. Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera. Ronnie Lott. Okay. Darren Sharper. All right. Uh, Graceville, Florida's own in Florida State. Amp Lee. Okay. Nice. Uh, Miami Hurricane. This number is actually retired, which Miami doesn't have many retired numbers. Jim Dooley. What? Who's Jim okay. Dooley? <laughs> I'll, I'll do research later on Jim yeah. Dooley. Play it both ways. Okay. <clears throat> 42, 42. Nope. The outside linebacker off the replacements. Man, okay. <laughs> if, you ain't, if you ain't got none, just I say that. Done, you ain't got none, just say that. Uh, uh, Bo Sox, Mo Vaughn. Very nice. Last black guy to wear 42 in the MLB? Ooh. Pretty sure it was Mo. Well, or Mariano. Mariano black? Come on, we black, claiming Mariano? Yeah, black diaspora. Yeah. yeah. We call we claiming him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does he claim black? That's the question. That's a valid question. I'm not gonna go that far. No black poppy. Nobody that don't that know me, baby. That <laughs> <laughs> know me. Sam Sosa. Right. <laughs> They don't claim it. I'm not black. I'm OJ. Um, okay. Guys <laughs> are the worst. Minnesota Timberwolves, Kevin Love. Nice. nice. Uh, the greatest quarterback in Chicago Bears history, Sid Luckman. It's <laughs> <laughs> not saying much. Is that, that was serious? Yeah, well, he's statistically, serious. he's the greatest quarterback the Bears ever had. Not he's... Brian Greasy? Stop it. <laughs> Rex Grossman? You could have went Jay Cutler. You yeah, Jay, Jay Cutler's the greatest Bears quarterback. Didn't Rex lead y'all to a Super Bowl? Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. There you go. Right. It doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. Jay Butler's the That's Bears funny. quarterback all the time. Uh, Duke, great. Good one. Oh. Oh, my. Elton oh. Brand. Oh, my goodness. I almost blacked out on that. Elton Brand. Won national championship. <clears throat> um, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Ben Baker. Florida Gator, Al Horford. That's a good one. Y'all studied this week, huh? Um, just know I think about it during the week. As my yeah. week goes, I'm like, do I know 42s? It gives me some time to... I'm not off, off the dome kind of guy. Uh, St. Louis Blues, David Backus. One of the funniest hits ever. He gets hit during a Blackhawks uh, Blues series, mm. and he's concussed. And you can tell he's like, why is that funny? He's like wobbling off the the, the ice, and Brent Seabrook <laughs> leans over and goes, Wakey, wakey, Bacchus. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so terrible. I'm going to stay Duke Blue Devils. Lance okay. Thomas, who also won an Addy. Okay. Sure. Lance was on that, um, that. With Jaleel? No, he was on the Jaleel team. He was on the, the, uh, one before that, Kyle, uh, Kyle Shire, Shire, Nolan Smith, that team, Nolan, yeah, that team, yeah. Singler, Kyle Singler, John Shire, Kyle Singler, that team. Lance Thomas was the power forward on that team. Need some time. Um, <clears throat> uh, Carolina, great dirtbag, James Worthy, <sighs> big game, James. That's yeah, that's a good one. Laker, great too. Memphis Grizzlies, Tony Allen. 
This is a good one. <laughs> that boy going to waste some time. He was, yes, yeah, he was part of the scandal. Yeah. Uh, they were stealing money from the NBA. Oh, man, Him and Big Baby Davis, which man Darius Miles. The, a couple, the, the know, video of Big Baby Davis eating that pop, the Popeyes chicken on that flight with the suitcase full of money. <laughs> never that. seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh man, I gotta send that to you. Please do. Uh, back to Carolina, Jerry Stackhouse. Oh come on, really Stack? Come on, you got one. In five, four, three. James Posey. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Clutch. I'm pretty sure James. Posey. <laughs> We'll, no, we'll, yeah. we'll check the, that. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's either 42 or 41. He's a GM now, right? 42. Posey? Uh, is it Posey? No, I think you think about uh, James, James, James Jones. Yeah, James Jones. Yeah. I think Posey was 41. It doesn't matter. Um, Cubs Hall of Famer, pitcher, Bruce Suter. Man, they just hit a home run. I'm out. You checking out? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm out. Close it out for you. Just for you. Talk to me. Maple Leafs. He is the greatest name ever. Tony Bozak. <laughs> sure, man. His last name was Bozak. Episode 42. Honestly, the Rays giving up that home run just killed my it just killed my vibe. You want some you want some victory wine? No, no, I'm okay. I wouldn't mind some. No, I got, no, no, I'm cool. It was a great wine. day in Chicago sports yesterday. Yeah. By all, all means. Yeah. You guys had a good day. All right, episode 42 is the Somebody Said Podcast where we're talking everything sports. We are brought to you by our some phenomenal sponsors, the Law Office of Clinton Paris, where Is they take a three-run home run. Literally doing sponsored. Oh, oh my. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, Clint. <laughs> the Law Office of Clinton Paris, the official Law Office of the Somebody Said Podcast, where they take the pain out of being hurt. Heirs of practice, personal injury, wrongful death, slip and falls, dog bites, state planning, wills, trust, powers of attorney, General Civil Litigation, Business General Counsel Representation. We're also brought to you by the Red Lady Rum Punch, the official beverage of the Somebody Said podcast. I've yet to have the Scar Joe. I still haven't had it. Got to try it. Yeah. It's a good drink. Uh, I, we got, I think, Norm's attention last week talking about the Scar Joe. Trying to find out where you get it. Yeah, he hit us up on Twitter. It was like, yo, where can I get the Red Lady? Nice. So, Hobie, Hobie got a bottle. Shout out to Norm. He's Norm, like commission sales. Norm, if you try that Scar Joe, let us know what you think. Please. One stop shop, everything sports. Follow us on social media Instagram, somebody said podcast, Twitter, somebody said pod. We have, we always have a pat show, right? We, we always got a show just full of stuff to talk about. I feel like this week is like, my goodness, we really got to stick sports to it. Bananas. We haven't been fishing for topics lately. This is the, I said it, I think I said it like a couple of weeks ago. This is the glory time of sports. Right. You got MLB playoffs. Hockey's coming back. NBA preseason's going. NFL is in the the meat, you know, the meat of its schedule. College football is, oh my goodness, some of the best college football we've gotten in, I don't know, maybe ever. Like some people were saying this Saturday was the best college football Saturday, maybe ever. It's up there. It's pretty big. Deal. Up there. It's up there. High school football's going. It's a ton of stuff. They I mean, I didn't for those who watch football, soccer, you got Champions League qualifiers going on. I mean, World Cup qualifiers happening. WNBA finals. WNBA finals. I can't believe that. The Aces got knocked out. I was really, I'm, really, I'm a big Asia Wilson fan. Me too. Candace, I was, Candace Parker guy. No, I love I like Candace. Candace too. Love Candace. 
Yeah, but yeah, I, I was kind of bummed. Asia Wilson, Liz Cambage, they got knocked out. But yeah, so there's just like so much going on in the sports world. So we really gotta crank it out today. We're going to sort of nibble. Uh, they're literally getting lambasted as we record right now. It is a Monday evening, and the Rays are in the bottom of the third inning. Still early. It's early, but the way our bats have been going is now a 4-0 lead for the Dead Sox. And, you know, considering what happened to us, we feel like we got uh, shysted last night. Shysted. Shysted. That's how it felt like that. The Rays are down 2-1 in the ALDS, which means if they lose tonight, that's it and that's all, folks. A very nice season where we set a single uh, regular season record, winning 100 games. We'll now go all down the drain if we don't win tonight. So we're the favorites to go the distance. Yeah, we were. And a big part of that was the pitching. And the pitching has failed us after game one. Game one, pitching was great. I, I went to game one. Went to game one, my parents, we had a blast. And I even texted you, we should have won as a family. You said next series. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna bring that up? I'm just saying. Can't, I take, Oops. can't take things I know, for right? granted. Freezing cold takes. Hey, yeah. It's not looking good. We look so good game one. Hey, man, listen, it's, it's only the third. You, you'll be fine. Well, Coach Wright said it's a game and runs, fellas. We got them right where we No, won. no, because as soon as, <laughs> soon as Clint said that in game two, it got ugly. As soon as Clint tweeted that, he was like, we got them right where we want them. As <laughs> soon as he said, I think they hit like a, a three-run homer. In all honesty, this is kind of playing out how the, the, the Sox game, or the White Sox game was going last night. The Sox got down early at home. Didn't look good. Crowd was Dead. Like you could, you could hear the freeway. <laughs> it was nothing going on. And Lori hits a home run. They get back in it. They give the lead back up. They hit another home run. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Like one home run, you're back in this ball game. Well, we we need playoff Randy to show up in a big way. Yeah, First of all, game one. I got I got to talk about it real quick. That man stole home. I've never seen somebody steal home plate live in person. In the in, in, the, in the pros. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. just in the pros, period. Like, and I, I said this on the Twitter, and I'm like, I we watched it happening. So like two pitches before, he was testing the pitcher and he like tested to see how far it could go. Pitcher never saw him. He went back on his own, and I'm like, he's gonna try and steal home. Called it. Yeah. Me and my dad, I'm like, Dad, like, and my dad's like, Yeah. Sure was, enough, two pitches later, steals home. How's the seats? Like, no, the seats are half terrible. <laughs> but well, doesn't matter, it was a blast. Like, it was pretty loud in there, too. Like, I told you guys, that's the best environment I've been in in the trot since 2013 playoffs. Yeah, it was, it was really nice in there, and they, they played great. They looked good. I'm like, oh, my dad was like, yeah, we might mess around and sweep these boys. <laughs> Thanks, spoke Dad. Too, spoke too soon. Yeah, I know, right? Spoke way too soon. Anywho, uh, the Rays are facing elimination. They're down 4-0 in the bottom of the third. At the moment, the Atlanta Braves have a 2-1 series lead on the Milwaukee Brewers. Please knock them boys out. Yeah, that would be nice. I'm actually really, really cheering super hard for the White Sox. Hoping the White Sox knock off the Astros because they're a bunch of dirty cheaters, including the manager now of the Boston Red Sox, dirty cheater. I'm with you. And he got slapped on the wrist. Should have got a lifetime ban. And it's baseball. And and Pam was home to watch that game last night. Shout out to Pam. Welcome back, Pam. Pam. Welcome back, Miss Pam. Let's have applause. It's going to be a... That's the team mom. Yep, team mom. And I think the Red Sox just scored another run because, you know, why not? Stop watching. 
We're going to have to put on Monday Night Football momentarily. Please. And then the last series is actually tied up. You got the San Francisco Giants facing off against the Los Angeles Dodgers. So if the Rays do get knocked out, I will absolutely be pulling for the Dodgers to win it all. Yeah. I have love for LA teams. You know this. That's fine. I like Mookie. I love Mookie. And I, I'm so glad he doesn't play for the Dead Sox so I can cheer for him now. Playlock? No, but great call. <laughs> no, nah, I'm a Mookie Betts fan. Oh, okay. I like Mookie Betts. All right. So that is the status of MLB. And uh, if the Rays don't do something soon, I will probably knock off a whole ball of Red Lady on my own. Yeah. So that'll be that. The other major happening right now of Tampa Bay sports, non-football, is the Lightning are back in action on Tuesday. Going for that three-peat. We'll be the first team to do it since the Islanders did it in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. We lost some pieces, but the core is still there. Stopping them. If anything, I'm going to say depth. Because we, we lost depth. We lost... What? I thought you said death. <laughs> <laughs> depth. I mean, I depth to, is undefeated. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I need to enunciate better. No, depth. So we lost a number of guys. We lost Tyler Johnson. We lost uh, Barkley Goodrow. Shout out to you. We lost Johnny Gord to the Kraken. You know, we lost a number of depth guys, but the core is still there. Stammer's still there. Cooch is still there. Pointer's still there. Vazzy's still there. So the core is still there. Like our front, our first line hasn't changed. Oddly enough, we've moved Stammer to the third line, which is going to be interesting. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out. We picked up Corey Perry, which <laughs> one of those people you hate him unless even, he plays for your team. Even more reason for me to hate this team. <laughs> Would you love Kucherov? That's not enough. That's not enough to get over Corey Perry. He's just the he has like punch me face. Like just look at it. just look at his face and you just want to hit him. I don't don't even need a reason. So for somebody that doesn't know anything about Corey Perry, like he's a why bag. do you hate him? He's a bag. He's one is he of, not he, a good hockey player? He just does like some dirty stuff. No, he's he takes some player. cheap shots. Yeah, he's, oh. yeah, he's he's a, a dirty work kind of guy. And he just talks too much. And he has that just stupid look on his face all the time. So him and him and Pat Maroon on the same team is going to be great. Because all Pat Maroon does is talk trash. So he's Pat Bev and what? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of. Because every now and then he'll, he'll score a goal and it's like, oh, yeah. Nah, man, listen, you're not going to disrespect Mr. 94 Feet like that. All right, right, and we're moving along. So, real quick, you guys have some quick favorites. Obviously, the the Mapes. Go Mapes. (laughs) The Mapes are expected to do something. You feel like they can get over that hump this year? I don't know. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) I think think, think chance. We came close last year. Um, Austin Matthews, he has to stay healthy. He's going to miss the first three games with a wrist injury, but it's the first three games. Um, See? 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 Hopefully, we could kind of pull through. We were favored to go further than where we went last year, so Mm -hmm. hopefully we could put the pieces together this year. I'll do more research throughout the season to have better takes, but we'll see how it goes. It's just preseason. It's preseason. We got time. I don't The captain's back with the Hawks, man. Jonathan Taves is back. He looks, he looks like he's in game condition. You know, Brink is still there. Patrick Kane's still there. So got Seth Jones in free agency. Isn't Tyler Johnson on your first line? Tyler Johnson is on the first line. That's interesting. I'm cool with it. It's interesting. I'm cool with it. He's actually been playing some good hockey during the preseason. Um, we've needed somebody who can win faceoffs, mm-hmm. and 
Tyler can do it because right now there's not a lot on that team that can win a faceoff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, as far as the NHL setup goes, we go back to a regular, you know, our regular divisions. So uh, that'll be interesting. <clears throat> I, I think personally, the the Atlantic is the deepest of the divisions. I think that's going to be one of the better divisions. Obviously, you got you got the Panthers. I think the Florida Panthers are on the come up. We gave them credit last year. You got Boston, who for whatever reason will continue to be decent. Mm-hmm. They don't have much depth, but for whatever reason, they will somehow, somewhere. Some it, it, I can't stand it. Obviously, you got the lightning, the lightning. You got the Mapes in that division. Get the Canadians, who somehow made it to the Cup Finals last year. We had no business being there, but I think the Atlantic's gonna be the deepest division. Uh, but just glad to see hockey's back. So that'd be sure. fun. Sure, <laughs> we should go to a game this year. Yes, seriously, I've, yeah. I've never be been to a game. Are we? Are we going? Are we scheduled to go to the the Hawks and Lightning yeah. game? Yeah. Listen, I will be at games, so we'll make yeah. it happen. I want to go with y'all. Okay, so all me. It's, it's, not, it's not high school pump. Just don't wear a just don't wear a New Jersey. What am I gonna wear? Just don't wear a brand new jersey. You might get called out. I don't have an old jersey to wear. <laughs> Pump will have to tell you that story off air. Oh, got to tell you that story off air. Inside joke. Got it. <laughs> yeah, kind of not really. You know yeah. PK Subban. <laughs> Ooh, you so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So hockey's back. Baseball is nearing its end. Literally. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I know. Right. Especially for the race. Okay. I think we we kind of nibbled out with that. Oh, one last nibble. Shout out to Lakewood High School. Yes. Shout out Lakewood. Yes. Shout out to Lakewood. You had the nibble. Right. Oh, I had the nibble? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Mr. Crosby, shout out to you. 12 picks in what, six games? Yeah, six, that's, seven that's, games. That's insane. It's nuts. That is crazy. That's that's hard to do. He's a, he's going to Toledo to play receiver. And in, in, in high school games, you're getting 12 picks. So shout out to you. Uh, you might want to reconsider <laughs> your position. Uh, we, we talked off air positions of value. We had quarterback number one, left tackle, and defensive backs. Might want to think about your options. But shout out to you. Um, we may need to look up the record stat guy. Yeah, yeah. We'll Lakewood's record or just high school record period because he's on pace to put up crazy numbers. So at that pace. Yeah. Shout out to Terrell Crosby, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how does, like, there are elite receivers who don't have 12 touchdowns right now. He's on pace to get 20 picks in this season. It's not like it's luck. Five might be luck. You can't stumble your way into that many interceptions. You're reading, you got great awareness, you're doing something right. (laughs) Like, yeah, you can't fluke fluke your way into that. That's just elite ball. So shout out to him, man. And shout out to Jesuit. They just keep winning. <laughs> yeah, Jesuit keeps struggling along now. Uh, they fell they fell back a notch in the standing. So real quick, just going through the stand. They dropped the number four. Miami Central, who's four and two, moved up ahead of them. Reputation. It's ridiculous. It's just off reputation. Dude, I, 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 yeah. Save it. Yeah, okay. Save it. Okay. Uh just other teams. So Tampa Tech still up there. They moved number 17. Uh Clearwater Academy still up. Berkeley Prep fell. The 22, they're undefeated. They've still, they've yet to lose a game, and now they've fallen back to number 22. Tampa Bay area don't get what's no respect. The, what's that gif of the, the, the monkeys, right? All the baboons in the office just doing whatever. That's who's <laughs> making these rankings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody's literally just closing their eyes and throwing darts at names on a wall. You got to get Putnam on the show, man. I don't think it's, I don't think it's Putnam. I think he's um, uh, primetime preps. Okay. I believe. 
But he I'm would know. He still would down know. to get him on the show, though. Yeah. Yeah, Putnam's that guy. Yeah. Like, high school or just local high school sports, Putnam is like what's the going man. On. Oh, definitely. Okay. All right, we got to keep rolling. How do you guys? Oh, yes. Pop has his timer again. Internal clock, baby. Yeah, he, he definitely <laughs> reset the clock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only, only three minutes of stoppage time on that. Good yep. Job. Okay, let's go ahead and shift gears. We got to get into some college football. Yeah, Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs. Oh, wow. Not so fast, midget. Not so fast. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that this, I said that this week was supposed to be, is what last week was supposed to be. Last week, college football was supposed to be like this amazing week. You had some great matchups. So, hey, man, this week's going to be nuts. You had Arkansas visiting Georgia. You had Ole Miss, Alabama. And I'm like, yo, this, you know, week is lined up to be a great week. And it was okay. It was, it was a good week. Started out bad. That's what you said last week. Last week. This week, it's I mean, noon to midnight felt like just money. Just really good games. Like, if you, like man, I, I was enjoying the day. So where do we start? Miami didn't play, so I really could just <laughs> enjoy the day. Oh, man, it was nice. So let's, let's start with the Pickums. Right, it's always a good place to start because we'll always get some of the really good games caught up in the pick'em list, and then we'll talk about some other marquee games that also happened during the day. Let's start out with one of the best games of the day: Red River Rivalry. And I have to say it slow because if I say it too fast, I'm gonna mess it up. Red River delivered. It's a sh- it, they call it the Red River Shootout. Yeah, sure. sounds right. Yeah, yeah, man. So, as far as the picks go, well, yeah, number six, Oklahoma, playing number 21, Texas. 21. In Dallas. 21, 21. In Dallas at the Texas State Fair, which I got to get there one day. Absolutely have to get there. You guys ever, either you guys been there? No. No. Okay. We need to make that a. I'm, I bet it's head and shoulders above the Florida State Fair. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Florida State Fair. Okay, all right, yeah, all right, but we're, we're talking about Texas. We're gonna go on a whole other thing. It's probably like a, a turkey leg, like twice the size of one. <laughs> probably. I mean, you probably find some some interesting meats over there right. too. Yeah. Okay. So number six, Oklahoma playing number twenty-one, Texas. Pump went. Pump went with Gabe White. <laughs> Thought his name was Gabe. Pump sent all his picks, just name or former players, and you did the same thing. Suit. Yeah. I felt like I, I needed to join in because I just <laughs> used I'm to just pick the, the school, and that's it. I'm not mad at it. So me and Pump pick Oklahoma. Um, you pick Texas. What made you pick Texas? I felt like they were starting to turn that corner. They were averaging, I think, 40 points a game leading up to, well, how many did they score Saturday? 40? 48. 48. So they, they yeah. were averaging 40 points a game. And I felt like they were turning that corner. The offense was clicking. In Oklahoma, they couldn't find their footing all season. Well, apparently the problem is they were playing the wrong quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to go to. Spence, <laughs> when they pulled Spencer Rattler, things just turned around. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb Williams came in and took over. So real quick, we can't spend too much time on it. If you're Lincoln Riley, either mm-hmm. of you, who are you starting next week? It's an easy one. You got to start Caleb. 
Honestly, I go back to Spencer. No, you ride with the hot hand. This is why I asked. This is exactly why you I gotta asked. ride with the hot hand. I get it. I, I get. This. I get the reason why. I also wonder if. I mean, I'm I'm having post uh, Mackenzie Milton first game vibes. Mm. Like the hot hand was Mackenzie, and then he hasn't done that since. It's different though. I, it? I, I, I think. I think to. I think one thing that that Breeze said before is like in that in that that game, that energy, that stadium, that rivalry. I think everybody plays better than what they are. Not saying that Caleb won't be great, but can he reproduce that? That's a, what, 21-point comeback? Yeah, they were down 35-17. Uh, but you can't just look at the quarterbacks. You have to also look at how the team responded to the quarterback being mm-hmm. in the game. What do you think the players we, are going to do? <laughs> you cut me we, off. Why? All right. Because we, we we can't spend – we only got so much time. Well, let me just finish my go thought. Ahead, go what, ahead. Do, what do you think the players are going to do if they – Pull Caleb and put Spencer back in. What do you think that's going to do for their confidence? You, you, you want to ride that wave because we have – this was an Oklahoma offense that we were looking for mm-hmm. all year, and it happened with the freshmen. Just ride the hot hand. I dig The one thing I'll say to close it out is apparently Spencer Rattler is not a good person, and so on campus he's not well-liked. So if on the team he's not well-liked, I think the team may be okay with going with Caleb. That's my I, point. I did ask you on that on that long run, where was where was Spencer during the celebration? He was nowhere to be nowhere found. To found. Did y'all see QB one when he was on it? No, I didn't catch it. He's a jerk. Like, so at that point, yeah, yeah, team might be okay. Yeah. But but I, and I'm I don't know. We we'll have to keep rolling. But now that's that's exactly why I want to ask because I think it's a it's a very good question. And Lincoln's got to make a very tough decision this week. Yeah, not that tough. Or or it's not that tough. Not that tough. <laughs> You also had number 13, Arkansas, visiting number 17, Ole Miss. Ole Miss was favored by five and a half. As far as the picks went, I took Ole Miss. Funk took Ole Miss. You also took Ole Miss, Unk. That game was a blast. Final score, 52 to 51. Arkansas goes for two in the waning moments of the game, going for the win instead of playing for overtime. Did you like it? Big fan of that decision. I'm a big fan of what Sam Pittman's doing, but that was a blast of a game. And for most of the afternoon, that game was better than the Oklahoma game through yeah. the first two quarters. I actually switched at the in, in like the first quarter. I switched from the Oklahoma game. I started watching Ole Miss in Arkansas, and I, I missed you. the end. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. it. Thankfully, uh, the ESPN app, you have split screen. Mm-hmm. So I actually was able to get both games going, which typically you don't get Big 12 games on ESPN, but it was an ABC game. ABC always has Red River. So I was able to go split screen and watch both of them because, man, yeah. great games. I hate watching split screen. I have to focus on one game. But mm-hmm. I, I don't like that call um, from Sam Pittman. Really? I want to give my t- team a chance to win the game. Just take the field goal and keep playing. You seem like a... Let's go for it all. No, nah, I'm safe. I'm really take my take my field goal and let's play again. That does not sound like you at all. Hey, exactly like him. Does it? <laughs> that sounds exactly. No, nah, like I him. feel like Unk is like you play to win. You play to win the game and go win it. Yeah, you play to win the game. That's a win and play. Get the field goal. You never know what my defense could do. You may turn them over, and now you have an opportunity to actually win the game. Fair. You're flipping a coin, taking a uh, two point. Hey, man. I feel like in that situation, I mean, that team has nothing to lose. Like, I mean, what are you honestly playing for? I get it. I mean, they're not playing for no natty. They've already over-succeeded on the season. Mm-hmm. 
And at the very least, he could look those players in the face and say, I believe in you guys to go win it. Yeah, as a player, if, if I'm a coach, I would take the field goal. As a player, I would want to go for it. So, okay, maybe that's I wear two different hats. Okay, maybe that's why I'm like, man, I feel like you're like a no, let's go as for a it. player, you want you want to win the game right here. Hmm. But as a coach, I'm more conservative. That's interesting. It's actually very interesting. Yeah, most people just went away. Okay, right. I was with it. As far as we all got that pick right, so everybody gets a dub on that one. Game number three, which most people probably cared nothing about. But it was one that intrigued me. Virginia visiting Louisville. And Louisville was favored by two and a half. And that's kind of why it intrigued me a little bit. Because, I, you know, Virginia has one of the most pro, one of the most efficient passing offenses in the league. I think going into last week, uh, their quarterback, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh, the quarterback for Virginia. Yeah. Sam Hartman. No, no, Hartman's in Wake Forest. Yeah, Armstrong. Right? It's Armstrong. For Louisville? Brendan Armstrong. No, Brendan Armstrong for Virginia. Oh, okay. Was like second in the nation in passing yards per game. He was averaging over 400 yards a game before they played Miami uh, last week or two weeks ago. So I'm like, hey, you know, you know what Cunningham can do? Louisville, Brendan Armstrong's been slinging that thing around. Man, this game could be pretty fun. It ended up being a one-score game. Virginia won 34-31. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. To come, 21, 21, to come back and win that game. That was a really good game. As far as the picks, I took Virginia. Trump took Virginia. Thomas Jones. Thomas Jones. Such a, such a generic name. He's an actor now, right? <laughs> he is an actor. You took Rondé Barber. I did. So we all took Virginia. Mm-hmm. All dubs across the board again. Hey, I like it. Brandon Armstrong threw the ball 60 times in that game. Yes. That man's arm fell off. They're, like, not running the ball at all. Isn't Bronco Mendenhall still the coach? Yes, he is. You don't expect that from his team. You just expect a hard-nosed, pound-the-rock, throw slants here and there, and just a great defense. And really, and the defense has not been that great this year. Right. That's the other, like, crazy thing about Virginia. So what we think about Virginia has not been the case. They are giving up points against decent offenses. Okay. But they, they went into Louisville, and they got to win, so... Kudos to them on that. Are we, are we all three and three right now? Three and zero oh right now? No, we, no, we dropped he, one. He all right, Texas. Texas. I dropped one. Yeah, he yeah. Picked Texas. Game number four. James Franklin to USC. Penn State went into Iowa. Now, if you were watching this game in the early goings, you think, man, about to be a runaway. Penn State jumped out on them. It was seventeen seven at the half. Fourteen three after the first. And then the worst thing that could happen for Penn State happened. Sean Clifford goes down, starting quarterback. So, number four, Penn State, visiting number three, Iowa. Iowa has had the most takeaways by defense on the season. Like, they are living on creating turnovers. I think they have five picks against Maryland, against Tua's little brother, Ty Leah, Tagli Viola. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget Rick Ross said when the Dolphins say, is that your, is that your Ross voice? Yeah, when the Dolphins drafted two, he was like, Tua Tagliviola. <laughs> <laughs> so the Iowa defense has thrived on taking the ball away. And guess how they won it? Takeaways. Takeaways. Okay, take Seal the victory with interception, but I, I would love to see how that game goes if Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt. 
Like, I mean, you lose your starting quarterback in college, that's a really, really big deal. That's tough. I mean, was he – I didn't – I didn't. I'm, I'm going back and just kind of looking at the stats of that game. Was he playing well up to that point? Like, I see he already threw two picks before he even left, so. Playing enough to win. I hear They're you. They're up 17-7. I, I was playing some good ball. Yeah. They're always known for defense, too, and that's why I chose them. With that atmosphere in Iowa – Penn State's still a fairly young team. I think they were the second youngest team behind Florida State last year. And they're on the road against a great defense. So I just went with defense and that atmosphere. Oh, well, one out. I mean, I was number three in the country. Yeah. Who would think? I, I did. I mean, they've beaten some good ranked teams, and they have a kind of a cakewalk towards the end. Well, I also feel like some of that is this season, I think we see more parity. In college football, then maybe we've seen in quite a while. Like we're used to certain four or five teams right. romping through their schedule, and it's just not happening. Love it's it. not happening. Which we got yeah, a big yeah. one to talk about pretty soon. Like we're gonna talk about it in a minute. Like some of the teams that we're used to just plowing through their schedule, they aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. They're dropping games. Isn't this what we hope for as fans? Isn't this what we wanted? Or no. Is it be careful what you ask for? I mean, as long as it's not your team, I'm cool with it in college football. No, it's because it's like everybody's like, why can't somebody else win the national championship every year? Why does Clemson have to go every year? Now yeah. Clemson ain't good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you ask for, or is this what we want? There's certain schools that I don't want to see do well. Clemson's <laughs> one of them. I don't necessarily care to see Clemson. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, I don't want to see them doing well. But again, that's that's two of those teams that are always there. Right. Yeah, and I and I don't I don't like their programs doing well. Period. Actually, I've never had a problem with Clemson <laughs> until recently. Their fans, their fans got cocky, which not That's, the ones you meet in person. The ones you yeah, meet in person are all great people. Yeah, but they they start to get cocky. Dave O is not a likable person. No, he's not. So it's it's very easy to cheer against Clemson. That's fair enough. Okay, so big game there for Iowa. They moved to six and zero. They have moved up in the standings as well because there was somebody ahead of them that took a loss, which, again, we're going to talk about that in a second. But the, as far as the picks went, I took Penn State. Punk took Penn State. Unk, you took Iowa. Now we're even. Yeah, we're all even. Everybody's sitting at 3-1 and one at the moment. Well, here's a tie break. We had number <laughs> 14, Virginia, visiting Virginia Tech. And the reason why I picked this one, Virginia. first of all, Virginia Tech. No, you said 14, Virginia visiting Virginia Tech. Number 14, Notre Dame, my bad. Number 14, Notre Dame visiting Virginia Tech. And the reason this game stood out to me is because as far as Vegas went, they said it was even. Which, you see the number 14 team visiting an unranked team, you think, well, clearly they'll be favored. Uh, No, they were not. It was actually even. I'm like, well, that's an interesting pick. So I threw it on the pick them. And as far as our choices went, I took Notre Dame. Pump took Notre Dame, took Notre Dame, and so did you. So everybody went four and one. Notre Dame was able to go on and actually get a victory, 32 to 29. Again, they had a QB carousel that took place within the game. <laughs> at, the, at this point, you just stop playing Jack Cone. Right. Like you might as well. See what you got behind him. <laughs> yeah, just just stop playing. Like he was he was blowing it. They put in Buckner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's a funny name, but uh, they why were. Why is that so funny? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably just the way you said it, Buckner. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with y'all? Yeah, man. Well, Notre Dame got that victory on the road, thirty-two yeah. to twenty-nine. But again, I'm just not buying the Notre Dame hype. I 
logic. I dig it. I'm starting to come over on your side. Like, look, I always talk about the athletes they get in, but at this point, if you are who you are, yeah, that game shouldn't have came down. I think it came down to the wire. Yeah, game winning field goal. Yeah, that shouldn't have came down to the wire. No, Virginia Tech is not that good. Yeah, is it is it them not being that good? Are they having any hangover from the Cincy game? I just don't think Notre Dame's that good, which is why I didn't pick them to beat Cincinnati last week. They right. have a hangover every week. They came out. Yeah. <laughs> they came yeah. out and was behind Toledo. Yeah, most of that game. So fair enough. I can't make fair any enough. more excuses for them. I'm cool with that. It's Notre mm-hmm. Dame. You don't have to make any excuses. They're not. They're not very likable. Rudy, oh, don't do that. Rudy, don't do it anyway. All right. Well, those are the pickums. Everybody went four and one, which that never happens. First winning week for me. Can I get my numbers now? He ain't got them after week six. And I, I just don't have them. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna hold you. Right. I ain't got them. Right. Right. I ain't gonna hold you. Mm-hmm. All right. We got some other big games we got to talk about. So, if you're paying close attention to Saturday, I said that there were some other really good games that also took place. You had some really big wins. You know, one game that I almost threw in the pick was West Virginia visiting Baylor. And uh, Baylor ended up pulling away. Baylor was on there last week against Oklahoma State. We had that whole conversation about Dave Veranda. They romped West Virginia 45-20, to so I'm kind of glad I didn't. I know we're probably going to talk about it, but... I was surprised that you didn't put the fight in Jimbo's against Bama in there, just just as bait. Okay, so coming right back to that, mm. just breeze through some other ones real quick. Boise State upset BYU, number ten by BYU at BYU, which boys winning the it's Provos, didn't it? Isn't it Provos Provo? Utah? Provo, Provo yeah. Utah, winning the Provo, number ten BYU. Boise State got that upset, twenty six to seventeen. Wake Forest winning overtime with Syracuse. What was that about? Did they win? Yeah, they won. Wake Forest ended up winning, but why are they in overtime with Syracuse? It's the ACC this yeah. year, man. Uh, yeah, it's a, I mean, listen, all we, all we do is beat up on each other, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, just like the SEC, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good football. Yeah, just Great like the football. SEC. Michigan, on the road in Nebraska. I thought about putting that one on there. The Bulldogs. <laughs> Number nine, Michigan goes to Nebraska. They say 32 to 29 victory over Nebraska. Baylor don't sleep on my Wolves, man. They almost I, lost, though. I was the first one to start <laughs> pushing. Matter. I think Nebraska's Jeez. a little bit better uh, than people say they don't, are. Don't do that. Are they going to give Iowa? I mean, Iowa plays Nebraska at the end of the season, I think. Where's the game? I think it's in Iowa. Then no. No. Adrian Martinez on the road. Yeah, Adrian Martinez on the road. They've been trying to sell Adrian Martinez for years. Yeah. It's over with. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it was over before it started. Yeah. He's never been good. Uh, this game was not on many radars, but I'm only going to mention it because I feel like this should be the dagger in this coach's career. LSU goes on the road to Kentucky. They lose 42-21. This early? How is it? What do you mean, this early? He's been, he's been there, what, three years? Dude, they were bad yeah. last year. They were bad last year. Yeah. They're bad again this year. I mean, if you're not going to put the dagger in Manny, you can't put the dagger. The dagger in a national championship winning coach. The, the difference is the difference is LSU cares more about football than Miami does. The LSU administration they'll cares more about football than Miami's administration cares they'll about give football. Him a year. No, there's no way he coaches beyond this season. I think he'll be back. Most people think he was going to be gone today. 
that. Like, if you listen to the pundits and mm-hmm. what people are saying, today they thought he was out of there. Mm-hmm. And he's also had the scandals, and it, it just hasn't yeah. been good. Like, since 2019, it's been a nosedive, which he's been on the bubble a couple times, though, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, this has to be the dagger. The team just doesn't look good. And they got Florida next week, which is probably another loss. Then they got Ole Miss. Then they got Alabama. Then they got Arkansas. So that's like four straight losses. Yeah, so Ed O is not – there's no way he makes it in this season. They always show up in Florida. Might be a, a shoe game. You never know. <laughs> they weren't good last year. <laughs> you could be right. Still, dude, there's no way he finishes the season. We'll see. We'll see. I said 2019 was a fluke. Like, I said it, and I'm like, this is lightning in a bottle. He yeah. just happened to stumble up on Joe Brady being available before he went back to the NFL. You happen to have Joe Burrow. You happen to have – Arguably one of the best wide receiving cores ever in college football. Yeah, just flashing a pan, lightning in a bottle. Like that, it was not built to last. It was made to win that season, and it literally has been a nosedive ever since. I think that season at least bought him a year. A year. I think that's why he's still there now. <laughs> oh, this is this is the year. <laughs> yes, I think this is that extra year because right. they wanted to get rid of him last year. Sure. Again, he also off the field hasn't done everything right. Yeah. He challenges the administration all the time. He challenges the media. He he's he's never been a personable guy. He's not like he's entertaining. Man, he's entertaining <laughs> to us who aren't LSU fans or don't work there. But he's right. not like he's not a football we, guy X's and O's. He, not really. He tries to sell charisma. We'll he doesn't see. have that much. It's zero charisma. <laughs> we'll see if we give him the Goodfellas treatment at the end of the year. He tries to sell the, the, the Cajun spin. The fact that you know he does try. Yeah, he's out of there. He's out of there. Okay. The biggest non-victory happening of the weekend, the biggest happening in all of college football. And Pump leans back and he swirls his victory wine. Alabama goes on the road to College Station, visiting Texas A&M and the 12th man. And they lose 38-41, to unranked Texas A&M, might I add. Nick Saban is the first former, I mean, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher is the first former Nick Saban assistant to ever beat the GOAT. Pump, clearly you have words. What are you saying? Mm, I got nothing. Extra credit. I got nothing for you. You could be extra credit. I mean, last week I went in on Jimbo slightly. Slightly? You said said look up (laughs) mediocrity and his face comes up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's not even including our text conversations. Oh, yeah. That's only I mean, what you put on record. I'm sure our listeners by now know that I hate Jimbo. That's not going to change. Jimbo, I hate you. I hate you, Jimbo. <laughs> that's not going to change, but I'm also I'm also a man that's willing to say when I'm wrong and, you know, show respect. You you, you coached a great game, top to bo- start to finish. Yeah. There wasn't a moment in that game where it seemed like Alabama would just take over. It was a there was a split second where I'm like, and then they, okay, they had a kick returns. <laughs> so th- it was the uh, it was the moment when Alabama took the lead in the fourth quarter. They went up 38-31. I'm like, well, this is it, right? Like Alabama goes up late in the game. Texas A&M had done everything right. Right. They pretty much done everything right, and then Saban takes that lead late, and then that's it for you. Right. And the fighting Jimbo's wouldn't go away. That quarterback was tough. That 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 pass that he stood in there for. Got hit, got injured, and threw a dime to the back. Calzada. Who's the backup? He's the backup quarterback. Yeah. So I made a statement, and we won't, we don't need to spend a whole bunch of time on it, but I was having a conversation with my little bro, Cam. I'm like, 
other than Nick Saban, you can't tell me another college football coach that is head and shoulders better than Jimbo. Currently? Yeah. Give me another head coach in college football that is head and shoulders better than Jimbo Fisher. Not named Nick Saban. No, um, can't I'm, do it. Th- I'm losing Oklahoma's coach. Lincoln Riley, who has not won a championship? Okay. That's fine. That's okay. fine. He hasn't won. His team Jim- is drastically underachieving this season. And Jimbo's won a championship. So you're saying Jimbo is the second best head coach? Arguably. No. Then name somebody who's head and shoulders better. Got to give me some time to think. Sure. Come back next week. We'll same same time, same show. You're not gonna you're not gonna convince me. I'm not. I hate Dabble, but he's won more championships. So if we're talking about ch- y'all, keep throwing championships out there. But what has mm-hmm. Jimbo done after that? He's he's declined. He won an Orange Bowl last year. Sure, we talked about sure. that. He last beat year. Alabama, and he just beat Alabama. Okay, so I'm willing to challenge y'all to pull up Dabble's resume against so, Jimbo, and we could talk about so that. So Dabble has two two natties. Jimbo has one. Okay. Dabo has more ACC championships than 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 Jimbo as well. Okay. That's pretty much it, though. Which is a big when deal. You say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's a that's a really big deal. But you do you honestly believe that Dabo is head and shoulders better than Jimbo Fisher? Not X's and O's. No. So then at that point, but but Lincoln Riley could you could talk X's and O's. But when y'all throw championships in there, I could throw Dabo in the picture. So we can't so ju- we can't just say championships for Jimbo and then take out the X's and O's so for everybody else. So do you think Dabo is head and shoulders a better coach? No, because he doesn't have X. The X's and O's part down. But is Lincoln head and shoulders a better coach? X's and O's, No, yes. no, just period. As a coach, period. Okay, now you got to give me, like... Just period. What's do the standard? You, no, like, what do you personally think? You like, hey, man, Lincoln Ronald is a better coach than Jimbo Fisher in college football. Do you di- believe that? It's different entities of coaching. Sure. So, some, some facilitate, some some are hands-on. So I can't... You, so if you, if, you were, if you had the pick of the litter, right, you were starting... The Headley University, you can't take Nick Saban. And you can't take Nick Saban. You will flat out, oh, yeah, absolutely give me Lincoln Riley over Jimbo Fisher. Absolutely give me Dave over Jimbo Fisher. That's a tough question. I know. I, I have respect. Don't get me wrong. Even though I hate Jimbo, I have <laughs> respect for him. But I think there's better coaches out there. Are you guys throwing, like, Dan Mullen in there? I think Dan Mullen's done a Dan, good job yes. with Florida. Is he head and shoulders better than Jimbo Fisher? Oh, not at all. Okay. When you say head and shoulders, like, what's on that list? You, you say championships. Uh, just, is it just calling period. plays, like, recruiting? No. A he- like, you want a guy to run your program who is a guy who is head and shoulders better at running their program than Jimbo. So, like, so I, gu- I, guess in a, I guess in a weird way, and, and this is almost to back you up a little bit, just real quick. Where sure. No, no, for real. So, like, like hands down, are we saying, like, the best quarterback in the NFL is X? Right. What's this, like, what goes into that? Like, like yeah, usually, like, the next tier, if we're saying the best quarterback in football is Tom Brady. Sure. Are we talking just drop back passers? Like, t- just overall, I guess, right? Just. Mm-hmm. Who would you if you had to pick anybody? Who are you picking? If we say at, at one point it was Tom Brady, but then you had Aaron Rodgers, you got Russell Wilson. Are you saying that Russell Wilson is just head and shoulders above Aaron Rodgers? Because usually after you go number one, two, three, and four, close. And I could ish. Even, I could even throw Kirby Smart in there. I don't think anybody's so head and shoulders over Jimbo. Okay, but I'm not saying that anybody's just far on the way better than him. So, yeah. so if nobody's head and shoulders better than him, not named Nick Saban, that means he's arguably the second best college coach. Yeah. Kirby Smart is. Kirby Smart is. He's head and shoulders better than Jimbo? At this moment, yes. Sure. Now, if you look at Jimbo's history, maybe he's Jimbo's got the championship, the you, Orange Bowl. You, but have, you have to take everything into consideration. In this moment, Kirby okay. Smart. Okay. If that's is. what you believe, then sure. I, I disagree. That's fine. Okay. Got to keep rolling. Big Mr. three. Mediocrity. Hip-hop.
Okay, me- mediocrity just knocked off Bama. Yeah, number five, and Bama goes to the championship. <laughs> still beat them. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I still think they're going to win the national championship. I think Alabama still wins the national. They're but still the best team in football. Yes, but the fact that he beat them is a big deal. Yeah, it's a really big deal to me. So, week three, Miami had a bye week, so had a stress-free Saturday. Mm. That was nice for them. We actually had a very peaceful. This was our, this is our best Florida State Saturday. On both sides of the ball. It's and been a while. Yeah, it felt great, man. Yeah, it sure did. I, I honestly give like A's all around for that game, man. Nice. I was all around. Pretty good time. I, you know me, I just don't hand out A's. But you don't <laughs> hand out A's. You get, who, who's no, not getting an A? I'm just saying all across the board, somebody did something wrong. So can you think of a player, a position coach who didn't get an A? I think that's a good I think that's a perfect question to put. Who doesn't get an A for that game? A linebacker. Okay. But uh, I'll give him a B. I, I saw a young Dallas complaining about third and four. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> he, he he just looks good in pads. No, he <laughs> looks really good. I like Dano, man. I, I, do I you? Think, yeah, I do. I, I think that when he needs to make plays, he makes plays. He is he as consistent as you would like him to be? Absolutely not. But to me, I feel like that's that entire Florida State defense outside of that maybe that d-line i think the d-line is the most consistent thing we have but like you can you can get get <laughs> you get torched rookie jay get torched and then come right back and make a great play when they need to make it right. i feel like game is the same way but to me that game like, like when i text you and hung we got down early i'm like all right well here goes florida state being florida state again mm-hmm. and it was just like zero 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 and it responded quick. quick yeah and they took control of that game know what else I saw? Great creative play calling. Not, I couldn't guess what was going to happen. Yeah, it, 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 shout out to the, we, we bashed them all season so far. Yes, we dearly, dearly actually. We deserve a B. <laughs> dearly, 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 dearly. dearly. <laughs> um, can I take a moment to just talk about what I'm saying right now? I was going there, but we could move to the you mind? <laughs> So, we said it before the season started. We all said we are not that high on Jalen Hurts. I've oh been saying it. He looks so different without two NFL running backs and two NFL wide receivers. Like, they were NFL ready last year. Like Starks and Dante Williams dragging NFL guys at the beginning of the season like they were. He looks so different. Again, all I saw last year, we, we thought this was a beautiful deep ball. It was a great deep ball. Deep balls. that from him from Jalen Hurts. And they tried to tell us that Miami has a new and improved wide receiver. I'm like, no, don't see it. Him and Cooper last year looking real funny in the lights. I'm like, yeah, I think so. Looking real funny in the lights. I'm like, yeah, I think so. They chose Greg Roosman as their number one wide receiver. So, I mean, Cam, if the deep ball's not there, he's going to take that hit. He hasn't shown any any sign of development. He hasn't shown that he's developed at all since he's been at Florida State. So when you add two of these players that are kind of developed, you're like, shit, I mean, Cam Cam is what? So we can make the right decision on him. I just think that he's losing steps. And I think he's trying. He's playing with his equipment at this point. I think that's what's going to happen. But I don't know. I think they need to try and 
When you've been injured, you deserve help from an attorney that knows how to handle your injury claim. This is attorney Clinton Paris from the law office of Clinton Paris. For over a decade, I worked for insurance companies, and now I use that knowledge and experience to help people that have been injured. For a free consultation, call me, attorney Clinton Paris at 813-413-7924. That's 813-413-7924 or at parislawoffice.com. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Offices, Riverview. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladypunch.com. Shake well, and please drink responsibly. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey y'all, it's your girl Asha with another week of Asha Gripes of the Week. This week I want to gripe about is um, me and Shayon went to a high school football game on Friday. We went to Northside Christian. He was working the game. And basically one of the boys quit in the first quarter of the game because he didn't get in the whole first quarter. And I'm like, I was just very like kind of upset and kind of bothered by that because I really feel as if like, and you know, when we were coming up, we kind of saw the game through, even if we didn't get in or anything like that. Um, but you know, I know we are in a different time, but it was still bothersome. Like, what are we really teaching our kids about adversity and you know, seeing things through and pushing through these, you know. When, when life gets hard, like, what are we really teaching our kids? And then the next day, Saturday, we went to a Little League game. And at the Little League field, you know, they were trash talking and cussing and even, like, broke out to all 
full out brawl of fighting. And I just want to know, like, what are we teaching our kids when it comes to adversity, when it comes to teamwork, when it comes to, you know, working through things that get hard? Or are we just going to get them Gucci and Louis Vuitton when those things get hard? Or are we just making them streamline into things that we enjoy, that we like. So, for example, I don't heard people say, oh, my kid is never going to play this sport because of whatever reason. Or my kid is never do this sport because of whatever reason. And it's never about what the kids want because the kids will actually say, hey, I want to do this sport and they won't play it. Or they won't let their kids to do it. So, it's like, you're if you all are, if we're spoiling these kids, getting them whatever they want, whether it be, you know, designer or whatever it may be, you know, what are we teaching these kids about life lessons, you know, in this, in this cruel, cruel world that's kind of just getting worse as the day go by. But that was just something I noticed this weekend within like the younger generation, you know, it just, it, to me, it's just kind of like, what are we teaching our children? But anyway, but another, uh, onto another topic, I really don't have anything to say about John Gruden's racist comment. You know, it is what it is. If our black men are still going to fight their way to be on the NFL, there's nothing I can say. Like, we still play the game. Um, Like Aaron said, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the taunting call, the no celebration call, those type of calls are only calls for us, for black people, because they know that we get, they know how we get down. They know we put spice on everything. They know we have flavor in anything. And last but not least, I did lose last week in my fantasy football league. This week, I I spanked butt, but so you know whatever. Um, but I did lose my quarterback, so now I'm on the the recruiting tra- trail to find me another quarterback. But that's all for today for Asha Gripes of the Week. Check me out next week for another gripe. Peace. I was hoping she took a shot at Frank on the on the fantasy football. I'll take a shot at him. I beat him last week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's two weeks. That's two weeks straight. <laughs> Frank has caught a stray on this show. Shout hey, to, man. Shout out to Frank. I'm I'm hundred percent with her. Like growing up, my dad made sure I cut the grass every Saturday, washed all the cars. These kids growing up, man, they just glued to the phone, video games. It starts with the parents. If you're not instilling anything in these kids, they're gonna be influenced by what's in the world. So it starts at home. You got to build that foundation. Um, the fact that also we were running today and I told you, I, I probably just need my own segment story, mm-hmm. stories from the sideline. You do. It's a oh. lot that goes on oh, you do. on the sideline that you don't see. Kids, they're just standing there talking, man. If I get in the game, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm looking at them. They get in the game, don't do a thing. Like they don't work hard. You, you could tell they don't work hard. Like, you, you know who are the good ones and who are not. The ones that are quiet and just grinding. Yeah. The fact that a kid quits in the first quarter because he doesn't get in, it goes back to the parents. And as a coach, you got to weed those kind of players out. And as also as a coach, you got to set an example because in that game, the coach was ready to quit. So, well, that's a reflection on your team. Like, if... if even though the team didn't want to quit, the coach isn't any better than the kids. So adults have to be adults and set example so the kids could follow. That's where it starts. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. My, my parents did not do the quitting stuff. I mean, like, you, if you signed up to do something, you were seeing it out to the end of the year. And I think there's, a, I think there's value in that. 
which is I think is the point Asha was making and the point you're making, right? The the whole commitment to things, you know, seeing things through. You're going to face adversity. That's just how life. One of my favorite life quotes is: "Life is inherently difficult. It is. It's hard living, and if you can't fight your way through challenges and adversity, and you, I mean, kids. I, and I don't have kids, so I really don't have you know an opportunity to really tell people what they should and shouldn't do with their children. But to me. The earlier you can learn to deal with adversity, the better. Like, that's why right. I, I'm a proponent of bullying in school. Like, <laughs> I got bullied, but it made me stronger. I, I learned, I just learned how to pick on kids better than they were picking on me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think those things are good. And if you just let your kid just run every time things get difficult, at some point in life, you got to learn that. Like, you can't just run all the time because whether it's, you know, a job, nine to five, or it's marriage, or raising your own kids, there's going to be challenging moments right. that you can't just run from. So, and I don't know, maybe I'm, giving it too much because there are children, but I don't know. To me, that that matters. I actually agree with I, I agree with everything you guys just say. I I I, I kind of look at this almost in a in a from a different perspective too, because for whatever reason, I think that we seem to constantly think that things in, in the world or things around us are getting worse. But I've always been a proponent. They've always been bad. We just see a lot more. That's all. Hmm. Like I feel like I don't think that more kids are, you know, getting in trouble or getting in fights. We just see it on Worldstar all the time, right? I don't think that more people are getting shot or killed or, or like, injustices to black people. We've always known that they were happening. They're just being put on CNN because people get to record on cell phones, Mm. right? We just see it a lot more. So it seems like, wow, it's always in our face now. But you can talk to my daddy about how racist Graceville, Florida (laughs) is, right? Or the panhandle. Yeah. It doesn't sound much different than 2021. Right. It's just the fact that it's pumped in our face. So now with the kids, I feel like when you had to do something, we couldn't go on TikTok or, or Snapchat and complain about what our daddy made us do. My daddy used to have me out there pulling weeds, right? For no reason. <laughs> it's like, bro, we got some Roundup. Can I just spray the Roundup? No, I'm pulling weeds because the roots going to come back. All right, all right, dad. <laughs> but I couldn't complain about it. I couldn't send y'all a text about it. I was out there by myself with nowhere to call my friends and I had to just do my job. Now the kids can get away with that. I think it's not even just the parents. I I think kids actually have outlets and everybody has an outlet, right? So that same disgruntled, you know, football player, he's mad. The minute he gets into the locker room, he's tweeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody wants to be seen. And that's the problem too. Everybody wants to have a voice and everybody don't need to have a voice. Some people just need to shut up. Yeah. Especially kids. I don't know nothing. So you're saying it's it's really hard to control with technology and how advanced like the world has gotten. Absolutely. Now again, like people want their kids to have like like Brooklyn Bugs has a cell phone. I will, I I do like the 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 fact of my daughter being able to have access to me, especially now she's in middle school. She's in sixth grade. I didn't have a a, a, a cell phone until I was in ninth grade. You have a beeper in middle school? <laughs> in eighth grade. Yeah, still, okay. it's different. Beepers are cool. Beepers are Go cool, ahead. right? But now it's like, yeah, she's attached to that phone, though. It's not just to get in touch with me, right? I used to go to the Teague's house. The minute I got there, Ma, I'm here. Okay, click. Yeah. And then you just go outside and play. Now you go outside and play. But yeah. no, they're, they're on Snapchat. They're on Instagram. They're making TikToks. They're, like, everybody wants to be seen. Everyone wants to have that voice. So I think that there's those same kids back on your team that would say, man, wait till I get in the game. Knowing they trash. Right. And they still don't do nothing. But, yeah. No, I'm, 
Yeah. So this ain't really a thumbs up. It's like she's just right. She's, she's yeah, right. That's, yeah. That's it. Man, <laughs> pretty much. What about kids. the what about the John Gruden situation? How y'all feel about that? I I actually laughed. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I laughed because it was such a weak statement. Like it was so weak. It was like I'm. Not, I'm I can't even be offended. Like seriously, dude. Like that's what came to your mind. Like you're weak. It was a weak statement. And it's like, whatever. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the NFL does, though. Oh, actually, apparently, he's getting fired. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking, on Breaking somebody news. Somebody's podcast. <laughs> I wish we were live right now. Breaking news. Wow. Apparently, the Raiders are getting rid of him, which... I, I don't think it helped that he lost the Bears. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he'd get fired. I, I, I was wanting to see what the NFL would do, but Shocking. I didn't think he would get fired. Like, that's... Maybe the NFL's trying to send a message, or the Raiders. It's probably the Raiders sending a message. Yeah, I, I think. In, I think in this time right now, I mean, I think that that atmosphere is still out there where you just can't make anti. I think it also didn't help that he made anti-gay statements. Oh yeah, you oh, can't say anything. Too. Yeah, you can't. Oh say well, and that's why you got. You fired. can't say anything anti. Oh, it wasn't because of the black people statement. <laughs> you say something about the LGBTQ plus community, they you are for you. out. Yeah. You spit that out so quick. I still get confused on the letters. <laughs> Yeah, really? Elemental yeah. P. Yeah. <laughs> they, they go hey, cancel you. Yeah. Don't cancel. You go get canceled. Yeah. I'm like Chappelle. I don't care. Yeah, I'm like, you better tread lightly. You gonna get cancer. A through Z, just whatever, whatever it is. I'm, I'm cool with all pick the guys. Letter, yeah. yeah, pick a letter. I'm cool with y'all. I, I still love you. Y'all about to get canceled. It's true. So uh, yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that took care of itself. Gruden's out. Hey. Good move though by the Raiders. Yeah. I applaud it. Yeah, it's a yeah, tough, sure. tough decision because you just uprooted your whole team essentially. I mean, his tenure hasn't been all that great anyway, so yeah, I don't know why he hired him. I question why they hired him in the first place. Which yeah. think he goes back to ESPN? ESPN pick him back up? Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> he's, he's done. <laughs> nah. Yeah, no, ESPN has enough racial issues right yeah, now. Yeah, they, yeah, listen, yeah. whoever gonna pick him up, they are gonna set him on a napkin, let him cool off a little bit, and then maybe two, three years from now, he gets another gig. He'll be on Fox. <laughs> Fox pregame show. Touche. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Asha with another fantastic gripe of the week. Great gripe. Great gripe. Let's go ahead and get into our in. in oh, why was I struggling with that? Open mouth, say things. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to try it again. Let's go ahead and get into our NFL conversation. Bring it in. This show needs to be live. <laughs> we need to be live. Certain things you just don't see. Yeah, I wish the people could see that. Listen, one day one we of us does it do every need week. to put this on the, the live or Twitch or something so people can see th- Oh, listen. There's so much other stuff that happens that the people don't. I, we we'll, got to figure that out. Listen, we'll get there. It's, we it's, it's it coming off the hip, the liquor toss. Oh, you my gotta, God. Yeah, yeah, you got to see yeah. everything. This is a lot of shenanigans that right. take place. Okay. National Football League. Speaking of shenanigans, so we're going to do, all right, we're going to pick three games, right? Everybody's going to have their game of the week they want to talk about. I'm pretty sure this game didn't, didn't make anybody's cut. So I'm going to talk about it because as far as shenanigans go, the packers Bengals game, just real quick, this is not my game. But if you were watching this game, 
you were amused. It was hilarious. <laughs> the Packers miss three, three game-winning field goals. The Bengals missed a game-winning field goal. Eventually, mm-hmm. in overtime, Mason Crosby, kicker for the Packers, wins the game on a field goal. It's like, you get a W. No, you get the W. <laughs> like, nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to win. That game was hilarious to watch there at the end. Okay, that's not my game of the week, but hilarious. And apparently kickers just had a rough week. At one point, there were seven straight missed extra points or seven straight missed field goals across the league. God awful. Yeah, it was rough. Do you think it's it's because they moved the field goals back that's having an effect on kickers? Or- apparently so. Apparently that's like a legitimate thing. I'm cool. I'm actually cool with that. I was actually a big fan of them moving it back. Like, I mean, fine. Just make a touchdown worth seven points at that point. If you're going to make me kick it from the five, the three-yard line, just yeah. make it. Just make a touchdown worth seven. Just rid that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not mad that. at it. Make yeah. it challenging. Yeah, it actually, like, is a thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a given that the extra point will be made. So there's that. Okay, well, Pump, do you want to go ahead and crack us open with your game of the week, sir? Yes, as I sip on the last of my... Uh, I had a look, just... This is more than just Chicago Bear victory wine. Again, it was a good, good day for the city of Chicago. However, mm-hmm. this is definitely Chicago Bear victory wine. You just um, said it wasn't, but. <laughs> no, it, it, it definitely it is. It is, though. Okay. Uh, this yeah. segment definitely is. Um, Justin Fields. <laughs> I don't know if it was like 97-year-old Virginia McCaskey that like wheeled herself into the Bears locker room and said, listen, play him. <laughs> and then wheeled herself. Like, I had this idea in my head all week of how she came into the, the room to tell Matt Nagy just to play Justin Fields. I don't think she actually did. I was going to say, did she actually? No. I don't okay, think she I was did. about to say, if you, if you see Virginia McCaskey, she's the, the matriarch of football, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining her as like Nino Brown with the, with the Rottweiler and the chain coming in there. <laughs> All black. Right? Yeah. And Matt Nagy gets up and says, sit your fire down. <laughs> right? Why make change? Why make change? So... Justin is in there. He's still, they, they, they're starting to tailor this offense for him. And Unc, you're absolutely right. So I have some crow. I didn't want them to play Justin Fields. Um, my fear was because of that offense, that offensive line, and also how Matt Nagy calls plays. He thinks that he's still in KC, and he's not. Yeah. That would have got Justin Fields killed. And you saw that against the Browns. That man got sacked nine times. Yeah, they lit him up. They lit him up because they tried to put you put him in this Chiefs offense. They've totally stripped that down. The Bears just run the ball. And that offensive line can actually run the ball. Khalil Mack is playing like Khalil Mack again. It's got Robert Quinn out there. That defense is looking really good. Return of the Mack. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> nice. sing it. So, yeah, the, the Bears actually look very interesting. I'm... I'm I'm curious to see what they look like against the Packers because they are one in ten in the last meeting against Aaron Rodgers. I so say you got a, a you got a, a a tough little back to back. Yeah, you got the pack. You get the pack at home. We get the AFC North this year, I believe. Okay, that's why you got the pack. Well, no, pack is in your division. Yeah, pack's in our division. I'm talking about the rest of our schedule. It's not well, easy. Well, the next couple weeks you get Packers mm-hmm. at Soldier Field at mm-hmm. least, and you got to come to Tampa. Yes, face the Bucks. So. I think the next two weeks, you may that may be the measuring stick to say, okay, are we legitimately making progress? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that 
that offense against that Bucks defense. I know you guys haven't been as excited about the Bucks defense. I still think the Bucks defense, at least coming off of last year, that I, I like them. I know you guys have a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries. Yep. But that's a champ. I mean, that's a Super Bowl team. I want to see what Justin Fields can do against a Super Bowl team with four starts under his belt. And Justin Fields, he gives you a chance to win. He he hasn't played well by any means, no. but he keep getting games under your belt. Yeah. You're going to get better. You're going to start. The game's going to start slowing down to you. I think he said his first game, the game was a lot slower in, in the NFL than it is in college. I think that was more premature. Yeah. Now he's starting to learn, like, hey. Yeah, I, I think a figure. lot of people took that out of context. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. do, were you over? I, I, I really think he took that. It Was I overwhelmed? No. Yeah. And it came yeah. out as, well, no. I, it was I actually kind of slow yeah. for me. Yeah. But, yeah, once you put that was preseason ball. Yeah, it was also <laughs> oh, preseason. Yeah. I'm high on Justin Fields. High on him. I was afraid to play him early. I was, I kind of teetered back and forth. But after I saw Red Herring out there, I'm like, mm-hmm. just play Justin at this point. And yeah. the kid's super talented. I thought he was the second best quarterback in the draft. So I'm not surprised to see him. Again, he's not, he's not lighting the world on fire. Mm-mm. No, he's not doing that. But the kid's playing good ball. And I think if you guys continue to help him out, mm-hmm. keep David Montgomery heavily involved because he's, he's out. Four to six weeks. Oh, snap. Yeah. Is which, he? Which is why the game yesterday was even more interesting. Like, they oh, depended man. on Damian Williams and the rookie Khalil Herbert from Vitek. Tech. Yeah. Which are two solid running backs, though. Which, yeah. And, again, okay. just run the ball and make him do enough. And I, and I saw him getting the ball out quicker on some yeah. some opportunities. Again, get the ball to Allen Robinson. Get the ball to Allen quick. They got to build that uh, chemistry. Because yeah. Allen Robinson, he hasn't looked good this season. Have been able to give him the ball. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, victory wine Mondays. There you go. Salute. I'll drink with you. They've been rolling for you. Um, you want to go next in your game of the week, or you want me to jump in? Yeah, you know, the Bucks. We had a sloppy game last week. My offense rubbed my defense tough. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Oh, is that a real thing? Of course. You don't remember that song? You remember that from, what, O2? When we won in O2? That was like you the song. You haven't heard that song? Not Ain't since no other team <laughs> stopping <laughs> us. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. I was in Tallahassee. In the Raymond the time, so James, no. we do our thing. Every time we score them cannons, bang. If you Bro, want to. That was 20 years ago. Why would I know that? Plus, I was go in Bucks. Tallahassee. You still would have heard it. It was at a big deal. In Tallahassee? It was a big deal. You watched, you watched football, NFL. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, the Bucks. We get wild 98.7 up there. <laughs> Fair enough. Brady just showed why he's the GOAT offensively. Man went 20, 30 for 41. Talk about it. It's. Surprisingly, his first 400-yard game in his career. Talk about it, including the playoffs. As old as he is. Talk about it. breaking records. A.B. came to play. Booming. Booming. Had two TDs. So did Mike. Had him on the bench. Two TDs. Brady was just spreading the ball around. I thought they would have had a a tough passing day against two of the best corners, you know, tandem. tandem Tandem-wise in the league with Xavier Howard and what's his name? It's slipping me, but uh, they, they, yeah, they had they got two great corners. I thought it would have been a tough game passing. I was hoping the running game would show up. They didn't. Still waiting on that. Um, keep feeding Lenny. O-line played well. My issue is, though, I always have issues. Of course. Offense is great. That's fine. But I'm looking forward to the playoffs and where our issues are going to be. And I told you in the offseason we should go draft corners. You said mm-hmm. we were fine. You said mm-hmm. the walking pick, as Pump says. Mm-hmm. The walking P.I. 
walking P.I. I think it's the Sean... walking pick. Yeah. P.I. P.I. is in pick. <laughs> Sean Murphy Bunton. He's not a solid cornerback. He can't stay healthy. We went and got Richard Sherman. He's old and slow. He can't. He, all he does is turn and bail. Whole lot of sale technique. Yeah, that's not going to work against elite receivers in the playoffs. Then you got Jamel Dean. He caught a yeah. He caught a pick off of a tip pass, mm-hmm. but he's not an elite corner or a solid corner. He's below average. Our best wow. corners hurt. The bright spot is our safeties. I love how our safeties play. Mm-hmm. Uh, D line is great. Levante David is hurt. So it's a it's a lot going on with our defense. Our offense, we're essentially going to have to outscore everybody moving forward. But as far as the game yesterday, we did everything we needed to do. Um, yeah, we played against Jacoby Brissett. So mm. It's not saying much. Um, we still have the number one rushing defense in the league. But I'm just concerned about this secondary. If If we could shore that up, I don't see a team beating us. I mean, I, I hear you on the secondary concerns. Here's my, aside, here's my one pushback on the DBs. First of all, the injuries. It's hard for me to judge what the DBs will be when guys are missing. Like, the, the unit will look better when Carlton Davis comes back. Like, they will, like as, a, as a unit, they'll look better. I don't think it was a good unit to start the season, though. Healthy. That's, Fair. I mean, that, that's fine. They play it well in the playoffs. Sometimes it clicked. For a, a period, a moment in time, but you go, you revert back to who you actually are. But I felt like the team clicked as that season went on. So I wanted to see what does it look like now. And the offense hasn't always looked great. I mean, they sputtered against the Patriots, if we're being honest. So the offense, there are going to be there are going to be moments. There will be games where you know one side of the team or one side of the ball may sputter, and I'm okay with that. Again, I want. I, it's hard for me to judge what this unit is without them being together. Now, they all come back, and they're still stinking it up, and fine. But even with that, right, the idea of them not playing well, look at what teams are doing. Aside from the Rams, nobody's beating us deep. Nobody's taking us, you know, up top. They're, they're, they're dinking and dunking the quick pass game, because that's really so. The DBs have not been great. No, I'm not going to sit right. here and tell you that they're playing lights out. But what I will say is they're taking away the big play. Obviously, the safeties are a big part of that, and I'm really high on our safeties. So you, you're okay with Ben don't break? In this, in, with this system, with the injuries right now, yeah, I'm okay with that. Because the other thing is, that front seven is going to make plays. So if the, if the DBs are playing Ben don't break, the front seven's good enough that they will make plays. Levante Davis out. I think we'll miss him. But I think we'll be okay. And I think once the team gets healthy, then I can give a real assessment of that team this year. Because every year, your team is a little bit different every year. We brought back all the same guys. But the front seven is going to make life easier, and they're getting healthier. JPP has been, had been out. He just came back. Again, I mean, it's, it's not like the Dolphins just slung it all over the field. It's going 17 points. So it's not like we're getting ate up. The only team that really, quote-unquote, ate us up was the Rams. They kind of they hit us with some yeah. deep ones, and the Cowboys was able to. I mean, but the Cowboys are a top three offense. I'm not thinking about the Dolphins. I'm thinking about those elite offensive teams that we're going to face moving forward in the season. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta ate us up, and they're not that good. Am I going to say they ate us up? But they weren't bombing us deep either. It's the short stuff, which everybody knows our linebackers aren't great in pass coverage. So we so drop. So shocking. we drop our DNs, which I I hate. Which again, 
What did you call them? What did you just call them? DNs. Everybody keeps trying to tell me they're outside linebackers. No, they're DNs. Thank you. Because I've been saying that for a while. I think they're they're DNs and they're best rushing the passer. They look lost in pass coverage. Because they're DNs. It's not natural to them. Rush the passer. Put your hand in the dirt. That's it. They keep Todd Bowles has Shaq Barrett labeled as an outside linebacker. I'm like, that man's a pass rusher. 15 yards down the field trying to cover a back out Trying to cover and got and look lost. Again, they're pass rushers. Let them rush the passer. But anyway, I'm not, I obviously, I think the unit could be better, but I'm not going to just dump on them and say that they're terrible because they're, they're not getting ate up. I mean, there are teams out here getting ate up defensively, getting right. bombed. Like what the Chiefs got last night, and that's where I'm about to go. They got bombed last night. Yeah, but. To, and we're not getting that done to us. To close it out on a positive note, this offense is unstoppable. The, the look, offense is unfair. Yeah. AB shouldn't be one-on-one with your third corner at any moment. <laughs> the offense is unfair. So, and, and the other thing I'm going to pitch back on is the running game. Leonard Fournette was running. He 5.6 per carry. Why are we taking him out the game? He's running. He was, yesterday, he was 5.6 a clip. Why are you rotating him in those moments? Yeah. He's been catching the ball lately. So it's not like he's, that's an issue again. He's looked good. I, I was nitpicking. That's that's fine. But yeah, we don't need to see Rojo anymore. We've, saw, we've seen enough. And stop asking Giovanni Bernard to block rushing linebackers. Just stop. Just send him in he, on passing routes. Third down. And at this point, you hardly can't play him because if he's in there, the team knows we're not throwing because he can't block. Stop asking him to block DNs and linebackers. How did you feel about OJ? I know you hate OJ Howard. I don't hate OJ Howard. He gave up a sack. He's a bust. I don't hate him. Shit took Dalvin. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate him. He yeah. was a bust. It's not his fault the Bucks took him. No, we had no business drafting him. Yeah, I mean you don't draft Alabama tight ends, right? Like when did y'all decide to do this? It was a bad idea, and I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. Yeah, but I'm not. He had a couple I'm, decent catches though. I'm not that concerned though. But yeah, I'm not losing. If I had a nitpick, that secondary has to get better. Mm, fair enough. I'm not mad at that. Okay, still one. We're still winning though. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be fine. All right, so I'm actually going to cheat a little bit on my game of the week. My game is Bills-Chiefs. The Bills bombed the Chiefs. Like They they were bombing them. Josh Allen was bombing. First of all, I don't know how Sorensen is still a starter in today's NFL. Like, literally, that that screenshot, I don't know if you guys saw it. Somebody had a collage, yeah, of Tyron Matthew throwing his hands up after Sorensen gets beat. We picked on him last year in the play in the Super Bowl. Like Sorson's not good. He's not good in pass coverage. I don't understand how he's still a starter. And teams are going right at him. But just overall, and and the way I'm, the reason I'm cheating a little bit. So the Bills beat the Chiefs 38 to 20. As far as the Chiefs go, they have lost three games so far this season. They're already two and three. They're one and two at home. It's, they're third in their division. No, they're last in their division, if I remember correctly, uh, as it stands. And in the other game, and this is kind of where my cheating is a little bit, you saw the Chargers and the Browns go at it. Chargers were able to get a 47-42 to 42 win over the Browns. No defense. Now, which the Browns are supposed to have one of the best defenses in, in the league, right? I think we all came into this season saying, Chiefs favors to win the AFC. Yeah. Two and three start. Anybody in the panic button yet? Or better yet, should the Chiefs still be the favorites to win no. the AFC? Mm-mm. Bills. You guys are, you're calling it, done with them. Yeah. Not the favorites. I'm impressed by the Bills on both sides of the ball. Okay. They've scored, what, 40-something points 
since week one? No, they put up 38 last night. Okay, on a 30, two points less. Yeah, no, no, you're right. They've they averaged 40 points since week one. Their defense pitched a shutout last week, and they picked off Pat Mahomes twice last they, night. They pitched two shutouts. I would say they also pitched a shutout against the Dolphins in week two. Yeah, so that defense is elite. Um, Stephon Diggs has, hasn't even had a great season yet. I, I wasn't going to call out the Stephon Diggs thing, but looking like a looking like a uh, one-year wonder. I thought it was you on Diggs. No, he said he was the best receiver in the league. Or Whoa, top. I, you said he was top five. I didn't have I, him in my top five. I didn't either. I also said that Josh Allen is that guy. I think Josh Allen is really good. I'm still, really not, good. I'm still not drinking he's really that Kool-Aid. Good. I, he's not top five, though. And I'm not putting him over Lamar Jackson. He's still playing top five right he's now. He's playing backyard football and it's working. It, and that's so that's the one thing about Josh Allen is yeah, it, it, it looks like he looks like a more athletic uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Whereas like I'm a run around, somebody gets open. I he throws a really good deep ball, but it, like is he carving teams up? Is he dicing teams up? Not really. He's bombing guys. Which shout out to his guys for getting open, and shout out for him extending plays. Again, I don't, I don't see him out there like Aaron Rodgers, you know, slicing teams up. I just don't see it. I see him bombing folks, which, hey, man, you got to do it, though, right? Right. So kudos to him for being able to do it. But I think that defense has been hooping. I think you're right. Yep. And they're essentially the same team because they still don't have a running game. So that's the only issue moving forward is what happens when teams make you one-dimensional. It, do you think teams, so in the playoffs, that kind of became the issue where they were one-dimensional? Which, honestly, I'm looking at the Chiefs, and it's kind of what I'm thinking now. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had back-to-back 100-yard rushing games, but it's not a rushing game that you can lean on. You can't depend on that rushing game where it's like, hey, we need to salt some clock, or, you know, we we really need to impose our will. Neither the Chiefs nor the Bills are doing that in the run game, and I feel like that's going to become a problem. So, to me, I know the Bills are the hot pick, and for good reason. I mean, they're... They're balling out on folks. I'm taking the I'm taking the Browns. If I'm not saying if I'm saying not the Chiefs, oh, wow. because that Browns defense had been really good. Now it hadn't. You now they, had, they didn't shut out the Texans. They didn't shut out the Dolphins like like the the Bills did. But what I see is a team that's very well balanced. And I think as they get healthier, when Landry comes back, OBJ still working his way through. He had a bad drop. Oh. This week. The, the drag route. Yeah, yeah but that run game is the best run game in the league. That defense can get stops, and they can play really good. I mean, before this week, you know, they have been playing some really good defense. And when you get to the playoffs, the ability to efficiently run the game, run the ball is a big deal, and if you can get stops. And I think that's going to be, a, you know, really important. You can't be one-dimensional and win, win championships. So right now, I like the way the Browns look. I'm still iffy on Baker Mayfield. I don't know if Baker has what it takes to take that. Because he's going to have to win some games. And how does Jarvis come back? Like, what kind of Jarvis are you going to get when he comes mm-hmm. back? I mean, last year, I mean, he was solid. Was He He was not a world beater, but he did what they needed him to do. Because I think they're, the other thing they're reminding themselves of without him being there and with OBJ working his way back, those tight ends are really good. Like, David Njoku, former first-round pick, no, Miami Hurricane, tight end you. Like, the guy is good. So, Hopper. If they can continue, right. Hopper, Austin, Hopper, yeah. I believe. So, you know, I think they're, remind, they're being reminded, like, hey, our tight ends are also really good. The running backs are really, really good. You bring back Landry and you find a good balance. And I think the Browns are going to be a problem. I guess my, my only pushback on that, and, and I think even going back to last year, I always, 
I kind of believe in the Browns. You were. You were on that Browns train last yeah. year. Yeah, again, solid defense. That run game is probably the best one-two punch. Yes. Right? So, hands down, they got that. If you have to depend on Baker to win a game for you, if you start getting to a shootout with the if, – if it comes down to playoff time, you get into a shootout with the Bills, they're going to lose. Okay. And, and to me, the thing about the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs have never had a good defense, even when they were going to Super Bowls. They just depend on – if they get down by 28 points – They'll come back and win because yeah. Patrick Mahomes will just right. throw the ball way down the field. Yeah, Tyreek Hill bombing folks. Right. So, so now if they're trying to figure that out, the run game has not been consistent, and now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, your defense is also trash. But to the Bills and the Browns, I feel like the they both played not very good teams. The Browns will play the Bears, not a great team. They haven't played a, to me the best team that they've played, quote unquote, has been the Chiefs, and the Bills handled the Chiefs pretty well. It did. I think that what the Bills are doing right now, that defense is really good. Josh Allen is right now, he's a top five quarterback in the league. Even statistically. Statistically, yes. Yeah. 12 and 2. And plus, he can actually run the ball. So it's like what Lamar does. To me, it's almost the opposite. Lamar can make plays with his with his arm, but you mo- but you mostly think that he's gonna make plays with his leg, right or wrong. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. You're ex- you're not really expecting him to go out there and beat you game in and game out with his right, arm. Right. To me, Josh Allen's the reverse. Yeah. When okay. he needs to make, just like yesterday, he was a leading rusher in that game. He can <laughs> he can run when he wants to. He can, and he's actually a really good runner, and he's big. So he's not Ben. Ben was always a statue. He just could. Well, that's why I say more athletic. Yeah, he's a more version of. But then ben. he can sling that rock around. But he can get the job done. I think the Bills are very scary I, in the AFC. I just don't okay. want my quarterback to be my leading rusher come playoff time. And okay. if I'm thinking Talk about champions, the Ravens, then if I'm thinking about champions, that's why they're not going deep into the playoffs. But Ooh, I don't. Fair. But also, I don't think that you need to. Whereas, whereas Josh Allen has weapons. He does have a Stephon Diggs. He does. What's the uh, the tight end Knox? He's Dawson nice. Knox. Yeah, he's right. Five touchdowns. Who is who is Lamar throwing to? Hollywood Brown when he doesn't want to drop a pass. Which that has been that has been the issue for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah he's got more weapons. So now, definitely. yeah, the receiving weapons he doesn't have them. You think you think the Bucks showed the blueprint on how to beat KC? Yes. The Bills left the two safeties back all yes. night. Yes, and I said it. I I've been saying it. You take away the the big play and put a corner on Kelsey. So I they there was one drive. Last night, and the announcer said it. He's like, this is different for the Chiefs. They're not going on their 15th play this drive. It's really, oddly enough, the same thing teams are doing to Oklahoma Sooners before this week. Make them sustain drives. Yeah. Take away that deep. When you are getting 50, 60, 70-yard touchdowns, it's an easy day for the offense. Right. That's easy. Four, five-play drives. The, the error for margin it's really, really slim when you have to sustain a drive and you don't have a running game to depend on and you can just turn around and hand it to a guy mm-hmm. right. 20 times a game. I think that makes it much more difficult. And now when you make a mistake, they're amplified. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's the blueprint. You take away the big play. The Bucs said we're not going to let Tyreek Hill hit us for eight catches, 160 yards, right. three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to have to earn them. And sure, let Kelsey get his. Yeah, and Kelsey's not going to win them games. No, he's not. So, and that running game ain't either. That's weird. Which, which is actually my concern with the Bills. Like, I don't think you can win a championship and be one dimensional. I don't. I think the the Chiefs took everybody by storm. It was almost like a mega version of the Wildcat. Remember the Wildcat came around. The Dolphins yeah. started doing it. And like nobody's like, man, how do we stop the Wildcat? 
Right. And eventually, the league caught up to it. It was like, okay, we now know what to expect. We know how to stop it. I feel like that's what happened with the Chiefs. Like, it was just on a bigger scale there. Mm-hmm. They just took the league by storm. And I think finally the league is catching Everybody's up catching and figuring up. it out. But I think it's really, really hard to win a Super Bowl being one-dimensional. And that's my concern with the Bills. Same, thing, same concern with the Titans. One-dimensional. Right. Bucks were somewhat one-dimensional last year, but they found a running game in the playoffs. In the, play, so the playoffs, if, if the it. Bills find the running game, it, they may go all the way. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when we're talking about Super Bowl champions, though, there's always these outliers. Like, yeah, the, the Bucks didn't have a, a great dominant running game. They also had the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, well, right, that right? helps. I mean, Peyton Manning has never had. If you think about it, Peyton Manning never won a ring with Edwin James. He had Joseph Adai. Yeah. He had whoever was with him in Denver, but Peyton Manning didn't do anything. Well, that was all defense. That was a defense. Right? So, again, if you think about it, a lot of teams aren't just this dynamic, can run it, can pass it, they can do whatever they want whenever they, whenever they feel like it. Hmm. The, the Chiefs, they got a lot of running plays. They've always had good backs, but they got running plays off the strength of, okay, we can't let Tariq Hill get deep. We can't let uh, Kelsey beat us. Okay, we can get a couple chunk plays, and Mahomes can run. Yeah, but their running game has never been solid. Again, plus they're really one to mention the fact that their defense has always been trash. The Honey yeah. Badger makes plays. Who else? That so, pass rush is taking a step back. I forget uh, Jones. I forget Chris, Jones. Chris Jones. Yeah, that pass rush yeah. is taking a step back, man. Yeah, but what happens when the offense can't bail bail you out? You lose thirty yeah. you're twenty. Two, you're two and three. <laughs> <laughs> you lose to the Bills on Sunday night. Close us out. Bring us home with it. All right. So do y'all remember when I said that Pat Mahomes? Won't be great later in his career. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Faintly. He's not a drop back pastor. So what do y'all think based on how he's been playing, where he has to depend on scrambling to create extra plays? How long do you think that's going to last? Because your arm gets weaker the older you get. And if you haven't. Unless you're Tom Brady. Right. But Tom Brady's always been a drop back pastor. Mm. Like, how long do you think this lasts? Like, where is the cap for Pat Mahomes' career? I don't. Cause he, we we've never know. we've I'm, never seen him focus on just dropping back and going through his read. He drops back and then starts scrambling around, consistently. I don't know if I'm ready to put a cap on it yet. I'm not either, and and I believe in Andy Reid led team. I think that Andy Reid knew that he had to get more help on the offensive line. He went out and got it. If on the in the offseason he knows he needs to get help on defense he'll go and get help on defense. Like, Andy Reid has done this for years. That Eagles team was never, like, like this, this Chiefs team. No, I mean, I'm, I, I like and Andy, Andy Reid took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I like Andy Reid a lot. So, I think that he still has a generational quarterback, a generational talent. Yeah. And I, I think, think they're, and I also think they're better than two and three. Yeah. I don't think that's who they are. I think they will be better. And I think they'll, they, they got will way too much better. talent. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've also played a, a, a tough slate so far. I mean, you get the Bills, you get the yeah. Browns already in the first five weeks. So I just don't think his playing style is going to last that long. Like we we're getting it for this period of time. And then eventually he's, it's going to regress. Okay. I mean, it'll be interesting to watch. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, cause it, it, and that's funny you say that because I feel like how many teams are trying to chase and find the next Pat Mahomes or the next Tyreek Hill, right? But, that's why the Henry Ruggs and the Jalen Waddles are being drafted in top 10. But my thing is teams how- are trying to replicate that. How long do those quarterbacks last? Look at the standard. Brady, he's a drop-back passer that stays in the pocket and goes through his read. Uh, he, um, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, John L., all the greats, they're not 
scrambling quarterbacks. They're just dropped back in the pocket. And we're trying to put Pat Mahomes on this pedestal as the next great quarterback. But I feel like it's going to decline the, the older he gets. Well, we'll see. Yeah. You know what? Time always tells, right? Yes, sir. That's, That's a very interesting take, though. Think about it's it. It's a hot take. Yeah. We'll see what happens with it. All right. I think that I think that'll do it for us. That was pretty good. That was a nice little final question. I like that. Not that you don't always have nice final questions. Yeah, I haven't had one in a couple of weeks. How did I think? Feels about that it. way. Yeah. yeah. Feels well, that welcome way. back. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> the man in my right is Unshay. Yep. Yeah. The man in my left is Pump. Yes, sir. I go by Breeze. We'll catch y'all next week. I gotta eat. <laughs>